Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to VSC 91.3 FM. If you just tuned in, 89.8, 90.9, 95 as well as www.vocfm.co.za out in the world wide web. My name is uh, Muhammad Fasih Peterson. Obviously, you listen to different voice from you normally listen to Yasmina Peterson, host this segment. She will be with you in a little while, inshallah. She's coming back from uh, the event in Masjid al Quds, Pink Hijab. Alhamdulillah, it's been a great success. And once again, uh, the idea is to place the focus and emphasis squarely on breast cancer, how we can support breast cancer survivors, and at the same time, how we can spread information and assistance, and uh, how we can educate people around breast cancer. Very full program today. I hope you enjoyed the broadcast, and also if you were able to go out, enjoyed the activities at the Masjid Mashal Quds in Clinic Road in Gatesville. Well, of course, it's Madrasa on Air, and uh, this is the show where we uh, look at uh, the various fundamentals, fundamental principles of our deen, and try and break down this concepts and make it simple for us to understand. And also, we offer you an opportunity to ask any questions uh, during the show as well, but obviously normally to keep to the second half of the show, the first half obviously dealing with specific sets work inshallah I mean from what I understand and uh, our guest as always none other than Sheikh Riyad Wools joining us in studio Sheikh Assalamu Alaikum Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh and how is Sheikh doing this fine fine uh, uh, is it Tuesday Tuesday uh, uh, Tuesday afternoon it's Tuesday today. <laughs> Why? Because when I pulled out, I saw the bin was standing outside. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So it is. Uh, it's Tuesday today. Yes. <laughs> alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, today, what is the what is the outline of what we'll be discussing today, inshallah? Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma baad. Brother Fasih, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, Alhamdulillah, today is Tuesday, today is Aqeedah Day. Knowing our Lord, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have chosen a specific text, which we started the first line last week. We also spoke about the background of the text, the author of the text, the beautiful dream that the author had that inspired him to write the text. And Basically, if I look at what happened yesterday, Monday, which is our day of fiqh, where we spoke about the background and the author of the text that we'll be using for our fiqh, we have basically spoken about all four subjects, about the texts that we're going to be using, about the authors that authored them, and about a background we've also spoken about the background and introduction to each topic. And she also, um, on that, uh, she, she had uh, explained in detail in previous programs the text and the origins of those texts. Yes. How important is it for us to understand uh, the, 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 first of all, the person who's, 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 who's authored this text, and how important is it for us to understand the sanad of that person uh, to establish authenticity? Well, we know from the hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that we must look where we get our knowledge from. And this particular ummah is an ummah that has been given something that other nations have not been given, and that is isnad. That everything that we have been taught has come to us via authentic transmission. 
And we're going to speak more about that inshallah in our segment on hadith which is tomorrow Inshallah. ta'ala There's a special section that I have alhamdulillah all through the praise and grace and thanks of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I have singled out a specific segment where we're going to be speaking about how this ummah has been blessed with isnad that when it comes to knowledge it comes to us via a chain of authentic narration and it's very important to answer your question it's very important for us to speak about the authors of these texts because you know especially when you're looking at a text like Abu Shuja Al-Qadi Abu Shuja we spoke about him yesterday he wrote our text on fiqh we're actually not using the original prose but we're using the educational poetic or the didactic poetic version of the original text and he lived over a thousand years ago and he was a very pious Qadi and he lived a very long life and as the Prophet ﷺ described the best of people man tala umruhu wa hasuna amalu the person that lives a long life with good actions and these were pious people these were people that through their knowledge they feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and were mindful and conscious of Him in their daily lives even more. And so that is why when we study the background of a text, we feel more connected to that text. And also if you, and I found it quite constant throughout the text, you always find the author, just about, you will very often find the author making a dua for the one that learns that text. And if we believe them to be of the of the Salihin, I mean Al Imam Shafi Rahimul Ta'ali says, Ida Makan al Ulama Awliya Allah fa idan Laysalillahi Wali. That if the ulama, those masters of knowledge that have implemented it into their life and through that have become more mindful and conscious of Allah in their daily lives. If they are not the friends of Allah, then Allah has no friends. Because Allah says in the Holy Quran in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon that Allah has no friends except for those who have taqwa except for those who shield themselves from his displeasure and that brings us back to that verse that we have mentioned a number of times on this program innama yakhsha Allah min ibadihi al-ulama and indeed those who have the most consciousness those who shield themselves the most from Allah's displeasure are those who have been endowed with knowledge so when we look at the lives of these ulama, when we look at the lives of these authors, of the four texts that we have chosen for our four subjects, fiqh, aqidah, hadith, and ulum al-Qur'an, then we see how, inshallah ta'ala, how of a great benefit these texts are going to be to us in terms of understanding our deen, and drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The voice of Sheikh Riyad Wools, this is the program Madrasa on A. We're going to go for a break. When we come back, we'll continue, and uh, then you'll be in the company of Yasmina Peterson as well, inshallah. Do stay tuned at 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam wa ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd Sister Yasmina, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yes, before the break we were just speaking about the fact that we have now completed as of yesterday 
we've completed an introduction and a background to all our four texts and our four authors. And inshallah ta'ala, I would like to run a small competition for our listeners. Inshallah, a secret prize. Uh, we'll leave the prize as a secret for now, ta'ala. but there will be a prize. Uh, inshallah, not necessarily very substantial in terms of material benefit, but inshallah, you know, something to look forward to. And the competition, inshallah, is that I would like everybody at home to, inshallah, take a pen and paper and write down, number one, the four subjects that we are doing on Madrasa on Air. Mondays is Fiqh, Tuesdays, Aqeedah, Wednesdays, Hadith, and Thursdays, Ulum Al-Quran. The name of the text that we are doing, Monday is Nihayatul Tadrib, Nihayatul Tadrib, which is the poem of Abi Shuja, of Matnu Abi Shuja, but I will be happy if you just tell me Nihayatul Tadrib. The author, Yahya Sharafuddin Al-Amriti, Yahya Sharafuddin Al-Amriti. Inshallah, we're going to repeat this at the end of the program, and then tomorrow we're going to have our competition, Inshallah Ta'ala. So, we have Monday's Fiqh, our, what's our text? Nihayatul Tadrib, written by who? Yahya Sharafuddin Al-Amriti. And then Tuesdays, Aqeedah, our text, Aqeedatul Awam, written by who? Written by Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi. Mm. Aqeedatul Awam, written by Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi. Wednesdays, Hadith, we are doing two texts. In the first segment, we are doing a text on Diraya, which is basically the science of Hadith in terms of acceptance or rejection of the Hadith, in terms of the soundness, authenticity of the Hadith. And our text is Manzumatul Baykuniya. Manzumatul Baykuniya. And that is written by Umar al Baykuni. Umar al Baykuni. And then we have on Thursdays. We have the subject of Ulum al-Qur'an and our text is An-Nazmul Habir An-Nazmul Habir Fi Ulum al-Qur'an Wa Usul al-Tafsir I know it's quite a long one An-Nazmul Habir Fi Ulum al-Qur'an Wa Usul al-Tafsir And that is written by none other than the Shaykh of the Haram, one of the Imams of the Haram, Saud al-Shurayn. Saud al-Shurayn. So inshallah ta'ala, basically three facts for every segment. Mondays, fiqh, the text, Nihayat al-Tadrib, the author, Yahya Sharafuddin al-Ahmuriti. Tuesdays, Aqeedah, the text, Aqeedatul Awam, Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi. Wednesdays, first segment, Hadith, Manzumatul Baykuniya, written by Umar al-Baykuni. 
and Thursdays, Ulum al-Qur'an, the text, An-Nadhm al-Habir, Fi Ulum al-Qur'an wa Usul al-Tafsir, written by al-Shaykh al-Imam Saud al-Shurayn. And then of course, I also didn't mention our second segment on a Wednesday, we're doing the 40 a hadith of Al-Imam Al-Nawawi, which is in the science of hadith, we call it riwaya, when we are studying the words, the deeds, the approval, the physical characteristics as well as the moral characteristics of our beloved Prophet Muhammad And our text for that is the 40 hadith written by Al-Imam Al-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala. That would suffice inshallah. If you get that all right, then you'll be the winner of the prize. And as promised, I've been promised that the link will be uploaded today. I was told yesterday that after Ping Hijab, and I hope that inshallah it was a great success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the actions and bless the efforts of everybody for the upliftment of the community ta'ala. And inshallah, we hope that today will be the day when that link will be uploaded with all four texts, with the audio, with some of the English translations that are available. And inshallah ta'ala, I would like everybody who has access to a computer, and even those who don't have access to a computer, if you need it to be printed out, then inshallah ta'ala, we can look into, for those who do not have access to a computer, do not have access to a printer, and making that text available for you. We will definitely make an effort to look into that for you. Because ultimately this is madrasa on air, so let us make it as that. As you would come to your madrasa, to your school with your book, you don't leave your book at home, you come to the school with your book, you sit in the classroom with your book, you read along with the teacher and you make notes of the commentary and the understanding of what you are studying in the book. Likewise, this is what we want Madrasa on air to be. That you are sitting in the comfort of your own home, you are sitting with your text, you are reading through with us, and inshallah making notes in terms of some of the fawaid, some of the benefits in terms of the understanding and the commentary that we're going to be extracting from that text. ta'ala. So inshallah ta'ala, if you have not uh, heard the three aspects of every subject that we are dealing with in terms of the competition inshallah, we will repeat it at the end of the program. And I think now we are going to be going for a break inshallah. Is there still time? So inshallah ta'ala, before we go into our break, we are going to go straight into the text as we did last week. By starting with the uh, with the first line of Aqidatul Awam, and uh, although I did do some attempts of what we call prosody, in terms of giving uh, sound and rhythm to the poem, um, inshallah ta'ala, I'm not going to be doing that. I will maybe do it once more for now, inshallah ta'ala, but I will make it available on the link, and then we're just going to be reading straightforwardly through the text and explaining it ta'ala. So we started last week with the first line of the poem Aqiratul Awam written by Ahmad bin Ramadan al-Marzuqi rahimullah ta'ala rahmatan wasi'ah 
and it goes بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يقول المصنف رحمه الله تعالى ونفعنا الله به وبعلومه وبكم آمين Sister Yasmina, this is actually a very beautiful dua that I learned when I was studying in Damascus. Mm. And all the scholars there, when they are reading from a text, that is how they would begin. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yaqulu al-musannifu, the author says, Rahimahullahu ta'ala, may Allah be merciful with him, wa nafa'ana Allah, and may Allah benefit, may Allah benefit, wa nafa'ana Allahu bihi, and may Allah benefit us with him, with his knowledge, and with you, Amin. And then they go into the text. So after saying that, we say, Abda'u bismillahi warrahmani wa birrahimi da'im al-ihsani falhamdulillahi al-qadim al-awwali Translated as, I begin in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, the eternally kind. All praise is due to Allah without beginning, the first and the last, everlasting without change. Now, inshallah ta'ala, we did discuss a little bit, and you will notice that for all four texts, there might be a little bit of repetition. Remember, we've got four days, four subjects, four texts, and each text begins with the three keys. Just like when any imam or scholar or student of deen sits at the end of this microphone, you will always hear him using the three keys before opening the subject that he is speaking about. What are those three keys? Al-Basmala, Wal-Hamdala, Wal-Salawat. Those are the three keys. So, whether it is on the member, whether it is at a forum, whether it is in a classroom, anybody who has studied the Islamic sciences, you will always hear them using the three keys. Bismillahi rahmani rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Wa-Salatu Wa-Salamu Ala Ashrafil Anbiya'i Wal-Mursaleen. Nabiina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in. And there's so many different ways of, of saying it. The shortened way, which is normally how I begin when we start in the afternoon, what do we say? Bismillah. Walhamdulillah. So key number one. Bismillah. Key number two. Walhamdulillah. Key number three. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa manwala. Those are the three keys. So you will find all four texts all begin with the basmala, then the hamdala, and then the salawat. What is the basmala? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You will find that most of the texts, the basmala is outside of the didactic poem. Because generally the scholars don't like to include something which is a verse in the Quran to include it in the poetry, although it is permissible. Maybe disapproved of, but it is permissible. And that is why we see in Aqirat al-Awam, and especially because it is a text that was initially aimed at children, the basmala has been included in the first line of the poem. So he says, Abda'u bismillah. Now, bismillah, we all know what it means. 
with the name of Allah or in the name of Allah. And for those who have studied a little bit of the Arabic language, we will know that the jar and the majroor, jar is basically a particle, like a preposition for example, and the majroor, the word, the noun that it is following it, only a noun will follow a, a preposition. So, Bismillah, ism is a noun, and the ba is a particle, a preposition, with. So with the name of Allah. Now every jar and majroon has what we call a muta'allaq. It has something that it's connected to. And I mentioned this a week ago, that, and it's in the Qur'an, where Allah SWT says, اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ مَجَرَيْهَا وَمُرْسَاهَا اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ Read in the name of your Lord. Bismillahi majareha wa mursaha when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Nabi Nuh warkabu fiha and board the ark. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Nabi Nuh alayhi salam and the believers to board the ark. Bismillahi with the name of Allah majareha it's going wa mursaha it's stopping. I always say it was an automatic ark, it wasn't a manual. All he had to say was Bismillah and the ark would go. All he had to say was Bismillah and the ark would stop. So where is the muta'allaq? Where is that thing which the preposition and the noun is connected to? In iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq Read in the name of your Lord. So in the name of your Lord read. It's connected to read. With Nabi Nuh salam, it is with Bismillahim. It's with majareha wa mursaha. It's going and it's stopping. And we use Bismillah for everything. We're supposed to use it. And in fact, it keeps us away from doing, inshallah ta'ala, anything that is haram. Why? Because we would never do something haram. A true believer would never do something haram using the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we are eating, what are we saying? When we say Bismillah, it's hidden. Most of the time it's hidden. Iqara bismi rabbik, it's there. Bismillah majareha mursaha, it's there. But normally when we... Or eating our food, we just say Bismillah. We don't say Bismillahi akulu in the name of Allah I am eating. It depends on what we are doing. When you get into your car and you start it, you say Bismillah. You don't say Bismillah, I'm starting the car. But that's what it's connected to, that's what it's attached to. So we must always be mindful of this. When we say Bismillah, what are we attaching it to? What action do we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us in? Because any matter of consciousness that is not begun in the name of Allah, the most gracious, most merciful, it is void of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is that thing which he is doing, with which he is using the name of Allah? He is starting. Abda'u bismillahi. He says, I start with the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Right, so the ba, and you know some ulama, mashallah, their knowledge is very deep. They will go so far as to say things like that the whole Quran can be found in the Fatiha, and this is correct. That's why the Fatiha is called Ummul Kitab. What does the word Umm mean, Sister Yasmina? Umm. People would say, oh, Umm is uh, it means mother. Hmm. It can mean mother. You have an um and you have an ab. Abun, 
Ummun. Ummi, Abi. That's right. So Ummi is my mother and Abi is my father. But Umm also means that which gathers. Jami'un li shay'in. Or muqaddimun li shay'in. It can be an introduction to something and it can encompass something. Just like the skin on the brain is called Umm ras The membrane. The skin on the brain, it covers the whole brain. It's called Umm ras Doesn't mean mother of the head, but it encompasses the entire brain. Or for example, the flag that a regiment uses in battle. Like the Rumma, he says, Ala Rasi Ummulana Naktadi Biha Jima'u Umurin La Naksilaha Amra. Says on his head is a Umm, referring to the flag, the flag bearer. What's the purpose of the flag bearer? Naktadi Biha, we follow the flag. Wherever the flag goes, we go. Jima'u Umurin. Keeps everything together. La naqsilaha amra. We don't disobey its movement. So wherever the the flag or the flag keeps everything together. So al-fatiha is ummul kitab in the sense that it encompasses the whole meaning of the Quran in the general sense. And some scholars go so far as to, as to say that the entire Quran is found in the basmala in Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And the whole of the basmala can be found in the ba, which is what you are using, or how you are using the basmala, using it with the ba, with, with the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. And the ba can be found in the, in the dot. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala alam mimala alam. Allah knows. That which we did not know. Inshallah, we return after the break. Definitely, we return after the break. Uh, stay tuned. The voice of Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to your program, Madrasa on A. Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, and we are joined in studio by Sheikh Riyad Wolves. And we are speaking about Akidatul Awam. That is our topic of discussion for the Tuesday afternoons, inshallah. And for now, I hand back over to Sheikh to continue in terms of where we stopped just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafatno. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam wa ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amabad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The Alhamdulillah, we've used the three keys again, seeking the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All praise and thanks due solely to Allah and the choicest salutations, peace and blessings on our beloved Prophet Muhammad and on his family and on his companions and all those that follow them until the last hour. Ameen. Just before the break, yes, we were speaking about the, about the Basmala and we were speaking about how the ulama look at the entire Quran that it has been encompassed in the Fatiha and the Fatiha in the Ba and the Ba and the Dot. We're not going to go into philosophical um, research about exactly what they mean by that. But definitely for the Fatiha, Ummul Kitab, the scholars are in agreement that the entire Quran is summarized or put together comprehensively in those Sab'ul Mathani, those seven most often repeated verses of Surah Al-Fatiha. And this Basmala with which the Fatiha begins and is a verse thereof according to Al-Imam al-Shafi Rahimullah Ta'ala. This Basmala 
the scholars in following the sequence of the Quran they use it in writing all of their all of their texts all of their speeches all of their letters as a beloved Prophet Muhammad he would write letters to the leaders of the known world at that time to Hiraqal to Maqawqas to Kisra and he would begin the letters Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in Muhammad Rasulillah ilahi raqal azim al-rum salamun ala min attaba al-huda he would begin his letters with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim so following the sequence of the Quran first verse of Surah Al-Fatiha following the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad we also begin everything with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and also following the Hadith كُلُّ أَمْرٍ ذِبَالٍ لَا يُبْدَعُ بِبِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ فَهُوَ أَقْتَعْ أَبْتَرْ أَجْدَمْ Any matter of consciousness that is not begun in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, then it is void of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now those of you that are listening every day, and I've mentioned it before the break, that for each text, of course, we have the Basmala and the Hamdala and the Salawat. So definitely there's going to be some overlapping in terms of the explanation. But what I explain today, I will attempt, inshallah, not to repeat, maybe just brush over very lightly when, for example, we go on to the Baykoniya tomorrow, in which we also find the Basmala and the Hamdala and the Salawat. So inshallah ta'ala, today I just want us to get some benefits from the Basmala, the ba harf jar, it is a preposition meaning with, and the ulama they say it is for masahaba, for accompaniment. So, whatever action we are doing, we are accompanying it and we are beginning it with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ism, ism comes from the word sumu. What is ism name? Because it's Bismillahi. In the name of Allah. Ism, ism comes from the word sumu, which means al-ulu, which means that which is elevated. Why? Because a name literally elevates you from the unknown into the known. Some scholars say that the word ism comes from the word sima, which means an alama, which means a sign. Because if we're all sitting in a room and somebody points out, where is Riyadh? And I put up my hand, why? Because Riyadh is an alama, is a sima, is a sign for me. So that's the origin of the word ism, name. Allah, lafzul jalala. Whenever we're speaking about the name of Allah, linguistically or grammatically, we will refer to it as lafzul jalala, the majestic utterance. Because it will be bad etiquette for example, to say that Allah is the object, or Allah is the doer, or Allah is has a fatha on it, or a kasra under it. So we refer to it always as lafzul jalala. So bismillahi, in the name of Allah, lafzul jalala here, ismullahil a'adham. What is lafzul jalala? If I to, I'll be asking you now, and you're sitting in the classroom, madrasa on air, it's difficult now, I cannot see you, and neither can you see me. But then what would your answer be if I say, what is Laftul Jalala? Your answer is, Allah. It is the name Allah, which is considered to be Ismullah Al-A'zam, by many scholars, to be His greatest name. And it is Jami'. It is all-encompassing. Why? Because the name Allah includes all the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The 99 ones that we are afraid with, that we know, and the infinite ones that we do not know. Why? Because Allah SWT has infinite names. We only know 99 of them. 
And we cannot make up a name for Allah. But we say that He has infinite names, but 99 of those names we have been taught. We know those names. Why? Because they are in the Quran, they are in the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they are Tawqifiyah, meaning that we cannot add to them and we cannot take away from them. So, Lafzul Jalala, Ismullah Al-A'zam, the ulama they say, is it Mushtaq or is it Jamid? In other words, has the name Allah been derived from, for example, a, a verb, from another word? Some of the scholars say it comes from the word Aliha Ya'lahu Ilahatan, which means to be, to be divine. So if we put the definite article Al next to it, then it becomes Allah, for He is indeed the divine. For whom there is no other divine but He. La ilaha illahu. But the majority of scholars say, no, it is not mushtaq, it is not derived from any word, it is jamid, it does not have an origin except for the fact that Allah has named Himself with that name. And that's why Allah says in the Holy Quran, Hal ta'lamu lahu samiyya? Do you know anybody else by that name? And nobody will even dare, even the greatest enemies of Islam, even the greatest enemies of Allah would even dare name any of them their children with Lafzul Jalala. In some books it has been narrated that somebody did attempt and they were completely and utterly destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that which we do not know. But this is a special name that Allah has chosen for himself, Lafzul Jalala, his greatest name, Allah. Excellent. With that, we break fast and when we come back, we'll continue with the show. Stay tuned. The Alimdad Foundation urges you to respond to the needs of the oppressed Rohingya people who have fled to Bangladesh. Sponsor a set of clothing for 350 Rand, a shelter for 8,000 Rand, a solar electricity system for 2,600 Rand, a surface well for 3,650 Rand, or a deep water well for 24,000 Rand. Your support will surely make a difference to the lives of thousands of Rohingya who have lost everything. Donate online at alimdad.com or call 0861-786-243 for more information. This is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. Shh, I'm trying to watch. I can't watch any more of this. I mean, why doesn't she just get back together with him? Can't she see he's sorry? I mean, the guy's trying his hardest. He made a mistake, but he'll never do it again. Why doesn't she see that? <laughs> we know you have a heart, so please donate blood. It only takes 30 minutes and you'll save three lives. Visit wpblood.org.za to find your nearest donor clinic and do something remarkable. When you need a panel beater, you want peace of mind. Alpha Body Works is approved by all major insurance companies. We're also VW approved because our collision repair center produces exceptional results, backed by superior service. Not only do we collect and deliver your vehicle, we have 18 courtesy cars for your convenience. Alpha Body Works is simply steps above the rest. Call 021-691-9333 or visit alphabodyworks.coza. Terms and conditions apply. Now, also the new Alpha Express Auto. We offer discounted rates for all non-insured clients and a 24-hour recovery service. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and uh, joined in studio. We are joined by Sheikh Riyad Wools and this is of course our Madrasa on A program. Your comments and suggestions is welcome inshallah. But for now we hand back over to Sheikh before we go for our news ad break. That is of course going to be at 3 o'clock inshallah. So we hand back over to Sheikh to continue where we stop just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafadol. بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. So yes, we have been doing Alhamdulillah a little bit of a commentary on the Basmala. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. In the name of Allah, Allah لفظ الجلالة. اسم الله الأعظم. The greatest of Allah's names. الاسم الجامع. The name that encompasses all these other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we've just mentioned just before the break that according to most of the scholars majority of the scholars it is a name that is not derived from any other name or any other verb except for the fact that it is a name that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran Hal ta'lamu lahu do you know anybody else by that name subhanallah subhanal khaliq Allahu jalla jalalu Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, both of these names, they are derived from the sifa or the attribute of Rahmah, of mercy. And Rahman is considered to be more exaggerated than Rahim. Why? Because there are more letters in the Rahman than what there is in the Rahim. And this is a basic qaida in the Arabic language. Ziyadatul Mabna that the more letters there are in a word, the greatest the emphasis of the meaning of that word. So both Rahman and Rahim are derived from Rahma, from mercy. Rahman has got five letters, Ra, Ha, Meem, Alif, Noon. Well, you can't see the Alif there, but the Mud, the mud is there. Rahman and Rahim is only four. Ra, Ha, Ya, and Meem. So there is more Rahma in Rahman then what there is in Rahim. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rahman al-Dunya wa Rahim al-Akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rahman of the Dunya. In other words, is Rahmah wa Rahmati wa Si'at kulla shay. Wa sa'aktubuha lilladhina taqaw. He says, and my mercy encompasses everything. Where? On the Dunya. Believer and disbeliever. They are given life. They are given health, they are given wealth, they are given children. The mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses everything on the dunya. وَرَحِيمُ الْآخِرَةِ But Allah writes His mercy in the hereafter for those that have shielded themselves from His displeasure. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And He is merciful with the believers. Some of the ulama, they give a, a very basic sort of Description by saying that Ar-Rahman is a ism that is khas. Rahman is a name that is specific, special, because you cannot call anybody Rahman. Rahman is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ar-Rahman. You can call him Abdul Rahman. 
the servant and the slave of Ar-Rahman. But Ar-Rahman is khasul ism amul ma'na. It is a name that is specific, but a meaning that is general. Whereas Rahim, amul ism khasul ma'na. It is a name that it is general, because you can call somebody Rahim, you can... As Allah SWT describes Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi That Muhammad Sallallahu that he was merciful and that he was compassionate with the believers. But Ar-Rahim, the all-merciful, the most merciful, that is also only for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And also what they say is that Ar-Rahman bima a'ta wa rahim bima ghafar. That Ar-Rahman is the one who gives and, the rah- and Ar-Rahim is the one that forgives. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He showers His mercy on His entire creation, on the dunya, but in the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness will be for those who have believed in Him and have submitted and surrendered to Him. So inshallah ta'ala, let us end off the, uh, the basmala with those words, and then inshallah ta'ala, when we come back after the news, we will continue. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You're still tuned to 91.3 FM. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Riyad Walls in studio. This is, of course, your program, Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. So, with our topic being Akiratul Awam. For now, I hand back over to Sheikh to continue. We stop just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa minnuala amma ba'd. Once again, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Yes, we have now completed our commentary on the Basmala. We ended off just before the break by speaking about Ar Rahman and Ar Rahim as two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ismani, Mushtaqani which have been derived from the attribute of Rahmah, of mercy. And Ar-Rahman has more mercy in it than Ar-Rahim, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rahman al-Dunya and Rahim al-Akhirah. His Rahmah is general for everybody in creation on the dunya, but it is specific for the believers in the, in the Akhirah, in the life hereafter. So in terms of our, of our translation, our author, Ahmad ibn Ramadan al-Marzuqi, rahimahullah ta'ala, rahmatan wasi'ah, he said, Abda'u bismillahi wal-Rahmani wa bil-Rahimi da'im al-Ihsani. He said, I begin in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, the eternally kind. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His Ihsan is never ending. وَإِن تُعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا if you try to count the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will never, ever, ever be able to count them. And imagine, there's not a single favor that is with us, Sister Yasmina and respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ There's not a single favor that is with you, except that that favor comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then onto the second line, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is then praised. With the words, فَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الْقَادِيمِ الْأَوَّلِ 
Now, I want to make mention and bring your attention to the fact that all of these texts have an introduction. And anything that is mentioned of the topic in the introduction is only for the reader to get a feel about what the topic is going to be. And there's a name for it in the Arabic language. It's called Bara'atul Istihlal. That's all what I want you to know. That's all what I want you to take down. Just two words. Bara'a, which is basically Ba, Ra, Alif, Ain, Tamarbuta, Bara'atul Istihlal, Alif, Lam, Alif, Sin, Ta, Ha, Lam, Alif, Lam. Bara'atul Istihlal. It's, Wallah, it's something so beautiful. And you see it in all of these didactic poems, in all of these texts, that in the introduction, the author will always use some words after beginning with the Basmala and then going into the Hamdala and even somewhere in between. He will use words or phrases that will give us an indication of what the topic is going to be about. Yesterday we used some of the text of Nihayat Tadrib just to give a feeling for the listeners in terms of what we're going to be studying in fiqh. And you can see how the author uses Bara'atul Istihlal in that text as well. When he says, in the first line already, he says, Alhamdulillahi alladhi qadistafa lil'ilmi khayra khalqihi wa sharrafa wa afdul salati wa salami ala al-nabiyya afdal al-anami Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa tabi'ina kullihim wa hizbihi wa ba'da dha fil ilmu khayru rafi'i la siyama fiqhul imam al-shafi'i So immediately he starts speaking about knowledge as that which is used to elevate the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. And we learned in the hadith, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينَ The one that Allah wants goodness for, He gives him fiqh, He gives him fahm, He gives him understanding in the religion. So all of this we call it, this is just something inshallah, a faida that you can inshallah now, if anybody is talking about this, you can say, I know what that is. Anything, any words or phrases in the introduction of a text that gives us an indication of what the text is going to be about, what do we call it? I can hear you all saying it now. Bara'atul istihlal. That's what it is called. So here in the second line, after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yesterday we did a little bit of detail on what is hamd. That it is, what is hamd, Sister Yasmina? It is to praise with a tongue. With words that are beautiful, voluntarily, whether it be in return for a favor or not. Because we praise Allah for His favors, and we praise Him for His beautiful names and His most perfect attributes. Whereas shukr, shukr can be done with the tongue, bilisan, wabiljinan, and the heart, wabil arkan, and with the actions. But it is only muqabil and ni'mah, it is only in return of a favor. Can you see the difference? So, hamd can be in return for a favor or not. And hamd can be also be used for any animate object, can be used for a person. You say, hamid tu zaydan ala ilmihi. 
I praise Zaid for his knowledge. Or Hamid to Zaidan ala karami. I praise Zaid for his for his kindness. But you won't use it for an inanimate object. You will use the term madh. So we've got three things. We've got hamd, we've got shukr, and we've got madh. I'm sure you must have heard the term madh nabawi. Madh nabawi are the praises that we recite for our beloved Prophet Muhammad Like the salawat, the ashrakal, like the burda sharif, like the salami as they call it. This is what we call madh nabawi. So madh can be used for animate but also inanimate objects. You can say madahtu al-lu'lu'a ala jamaliha. I praise the pearls for their beauty. But you can't say hamidtu, you can't use hamd for an inanimate object. Hamd you only use for living objects. Madh you can live for living animate and inanimate objects. And shukr we only use in return for, for a favor. But when you put the al next to hamd, and I touched on it yesterday, and I want to take it a little bit further today. I like to, to use this um, example of saying that Alhamdu and Al is for istighraq. In order to understand it, I mentioned this yesterday. فَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So remind for verily the reminder benefits the believer. To, in order to understand Alhamdu, not just any praise, you have to drop the al and you have to replace it with kullu. So alhamdu literally means kullu hamdin. All praise. All praise. And this is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we say alhamdu lillahi. Lamul istihqaq. That all praise is due solely and only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the originator of all our favors. As you mentioned in the verse earlier, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ there's not a single favor that is with you except that that favor comes from Allah. So let us do this exercise now. Alhamdu means all praise. Lillahi due solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we truly mean that, that all praise and all thanks is due solely to Allah, then I am nothing except what Allah has made me. Come and let us now go through this with our five fingers. Come we in our madrasa now. Are you listening? Okay, um, for those uh, mothers or sisters that are in the kitchen and you're holding the hot pot, please don't uh, hurt yourselves now. But for those who have their hands free, for those who have their hands free, take your right hand and look at your five fingers. Right, take your first finger. You can st- let's, let's start from the right. Let's start with the thumb. I am nothing except what Allah has made me. Then the index, fever, then the, then the, the index finger. And I have nothing except what Allah has given me. Then the middle finger. And I know nothing except what Allah has taught me. And then the second last finger. And I can do nothing except that with which Allah has empowered me. And the pinky, the last finger. And I can stay away from nothing except from that which Allah has prevented me. Now say Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Gives more meaning, doesn't it? Yes. All praise and thanks is due solely to Allah. I take credit for nothing. Definitely. On that note, we break for us and when we come back, we'll continue with the show. Stay tuned. The Voice of Madrasa on air.
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program that is of course Madrasa on a developing Islam in me as well as I'm joined in studio by Sheikh Riyal Wolves and we are having a very informative program Alhamdulillah on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon for now I'm going to be heading back on to Sheikh in terms of what Sheikh has been saying in terms of just before the ad break Sheikh Tafadol Bismillah Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Jamaatul Muslimin, yes, alhamdulillah, just before the break, we were just looking at our five fingers and we were pointing out that subhanallah, I am nothing except what Allah has made me. I know nothing except what Allah has taught me. I have nothing except what Allah has given me. I can do nothing except that with which Allah has empowered me and I can stay away from nothing except from that which Allah has prevented me. So all praise and thanks is due solely to Allah. I take credit for nothing. Every time we say Alhamdulillah, try and envision this in your heart and in your mind that truly we are nothing except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is made. We, have, we know nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one that has taught us everything we know. He is the one that is giving, given everything that we, that we have. And inshallah, the more we can think about this, the more we can be conscious of this, the more grateful we will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So right, we are now busy with our second line, Sister Yasmina. فَالْحَمْدُ الْقَادِيمِ I wish the, subhanAllah, you know, I wish that the people at home, inshallah, and our brothers and sisters sitting in the comfort of their homes, wherever they may be driving in their cars, or sitting in their shops or sitting at work that they could have that text in front of them uh, okay if you're at work you wouldn't be able to because we don't, also don't want to see you to uh, steal time from the boss you know but inshallah if you are free and wherever you are I wish you could sit with the text in front of you now and that's why I hope inshallah sister Yasmina we're gonna have this link uploaded today ta'ala, so that you can follow through inshallah ta'ala with us as we go through the text أَبْدَأُوا بِسْمِ اللَّهِ وَالرَّحْمَانِ وَبِالرَّحِيمِ دَائِمِ الْإِحْسَانِ فَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الْقَدِيمِ الْأَوَّلِي الْآخِرِ الْبَاقِي بِلَا تَحَوُّلِ I'm going to say it again. أَبْدَأُوا بِسْمِ اللَّهِ وَالرَّحْمَانِ وَبِالرَّحِيمِ دَائِمِ الْإِحْسَانِ فَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الْقَدِيمِ الْأَوَّلِي الْآخِرِ الْبَاقِي بِلَا تَحَوُّلِ I begin in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, the eternally kind. All praise is due solely to Allah, who is without beginning, the first and the last, the everlasting without change. Now this is still in the introduction. Yet, he's speaking about the attributes of Allah. He's speaking about the names of Allah. What do we call this? Sister Yasmina? Sheikh is that Bara'atul Istihlal. That's right, Bara'atul Istihlal. When there are words and phrases in the introduction that give us a feeling mm. and an indication of what the topic is going to be. So here, just by this introduction, we know that this topic is going to be about Allah. And what is the other name for the, what is the other title, Sister Yasmina, for our Aqidah program? Knowing? Knowing my Lord. Knowing my Lord. So here's an introduction to your Lord. That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is Al-Qadim, which literally means pre-eternal. He is the first without beginning. And He is Al-Baqi, He is the last without ending. And in between He has put Al-Awwali Wal-Akhiri, as it comes in the Quran. Al-Awwali Wal-Akhiri Wal-Zahiri Wal-Batin. And He is the first without beginning, He is the last without ending Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're not going to speak about that now because this is in the, in the introduction. This is only giving us a feeling. 
This is only giving us an indication of what we are going to be speaking about ta'ala. Then we go on to the next line. And then peace and blessings. Be continuously. Sarmadan means da'iman. Continuously. May they be salah and salam. Salah and salam. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim So in the Quran Allah SWT commands us Allah SWT says indeed Allah and his angels What do they do? They send Salutations. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna. Now, funny enough, the word to pray is also yusalluna. Sallu yusalluna. Salatan. So, does that mean that Allah prays? No. As salam in Allahi rahma. Salah from Allah to the Prophet sallallahu is mercy. Those are the salutations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's certainly not prayer because Allah prays to no one. And everyone prays to Him. Jalla fi'ula. So salah min Allahi rahmah. Wa min al-malaikati istighfar. And salah from the angels for our beloved Prophet is the seeking of forgiveness. Even though he doesn't require it. Even though he doesn't need it. But out of tashrif and out of honor for our beloved Prophet Muhammad Wa min al-nasi al-tadarru' wa dua And from mankind, from us, it is a prayer. It is a prayer not to our beloved Prophet Muhammad It is a prayer for him. We are praying for him when we say, Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad. That's a prayer for him. Again, he does not need it of us, but it is something that will benefit him and benefit us. Why? Because our beloved Prophet says, Man salla alayya wahida sallallahu alayhi biha ashara. And whoever puts one salutation on me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put ten with that salutation. With that one salutation, Allah will put ten salutations on the person that has sent that salutation. Allahu yajzi man yusalli maratan ashra wa yaskun fil jinani muqima Beautiful salawat in uh, Damascus, mashallah, especially the uh, Syrian ulama, they always bring the salawat Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Send the salutations and the blessings and the peace on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Hatta tanalu al-jannata wa na'ima Until you get to jannah now the more salawat we put on our beloved Prophet Muhammad the more likely we are to receive his shafa'ah, his intercession on the day of your Qiyamah. And there's a hadith to that effect, wajabat shafa'ati, that it is incumbent, my intercession is incumbent upon those who send a lot of salutations upon me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of them, ameen. So in our third line of the poem, in 
conjunction with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or those of you who believe, send salutations and peace on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The author brings, وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ ثُمَّ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ سَرْمَدًا Sarmada meaning daiman, continuously. عَلَى النَّبِيِّ خَيْرِ مَنْ قَدْ وَحَدًا On the Prophet. And whenever we say the Prophet, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He only refers to Muhammad in the Qur'an as, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيِّ Referring to him as the Prophet. Not the only Prophet. No, we believe in all the Anbiya. All 124,000 of them. And all 313 or 314 or 315, we have various different narrations about exactly how many messengers they were, but we accept all the prophets and all the messengers. Nabi means a, messi- means a prophet. Mm-hmm. Rasul means a messenger. And every messenger is a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. Because all the Anbiya, all 124,000 received revelation from Allah, but were not necessarily ordered to propagate that revelation. But those who were made Rusul from amongst the Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to propagate that revelation. And they are the Rusul. And inshallah ta'ala we're going to be speaking about them in Nubuwat. I think I explained in the beginning that our aqidah is divided up into three. Mm. Ilahiyat, pertaining to the attributes of Allah. Nubuwat, pertaining to the attributes of the, of the messengers and, 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 and prophets. And uh, Sami'iyat, or Istimology, pertaining to those things that we have heard about in the Qur'an, about the jinn and the malaika, but we have not seen them. They are from the ilmul ghaib, mm. from the alim al-ghaib. They're from the knowledge and the world of the unseen. So we're going to deal with our topic on Aqidah with those three sections. Ilahiyat. Can you say that? Ilahiyat. That is going to be theology pertaining to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nubuat, prophethood, pertaining to the attributes of the of the prophets and messengers. And Sami'iyat, pertaining to those things that we have heard but we have not seen but we believe in them. So inshallah ta'ala, that is how we're going to going to break up this uh, this topic of, of Aqidah bi ta'ala. ثُمَّ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ سَرْمَدَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ خَيْرِ مَنْ قَدْ وَحَدَ Ah, beautiful. Again, خَيْرِ مَنْ قَدْ وَحَدَ وَحَدَ يُوَحِدُ تَوْحِيدًا That's where the origin of the word Tawheed lies. So again, here's some more, some more بَرَاعَةُ الْإِسْتِهْلَالِ That may the peace, may the salutations and peace be continuously upon the Prophet the best of those who affirm the oneness of Allah. So again, it's giving us indic- an indication of what this topic is about. It's about Tawheed. خَيْرِ مَنْ قَدْ وَحَدَ So out of everybody that has ever expressed the Tawheed, the divine unity, perfect monotheism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the best. And we have proof for that. If we go to Surah Ali Imran, for example, verse number 81, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ أَخَذَ اللَّهُ مِيثَاقَ النَّبِيِّينَ لَمَا آتَيْتُكُمْ مِنْ كِتَابٍ وَحِكْمَةٍ ثُمَّ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَكُمْ لَتُؤْمِنُنَّ بِهِ وَلَتَنْصُرُنَّ قَالَ أَقْرَرْتُمْ وَأَخَذْتُمْ عَلَى ذَلِكُمْ إِصْرِي 
قالوا أقررنا قال فاشهدوا وأنا معكم من الشاهدين Allah SWT says, and call to mind, when Allah took the covenant of the prophets, all 124,000 of them, Allah gathered them and He took a covenant with them. When I gave to you, He has Allah speaking to them in the covenant. When I gave to you a revelation and wisdom, and then there will come to you a messenger confirming that which is with you. Who is the only one that can confirm that which has come before? The only one that can confirm that which has come before. It's the last one. Hmm. If he comes, and here we must take into account that if he comes at any time, this last and final messenger, if he had to come at any time, when those other prophets have been sent, then those prophets have to believe in him, and they have to aid him. Meaning that he is the abrogator. If he comes on the scene, they have to stop what they are doing and they have to believe in him and they have to follow him. Isn't that giving a rank? You know, if we speak about the Anbiya, 124,000. Out of them, Allah SWT has chosen 313 plus minus messengers. Out of those 313 messengers, Allah has chosen five who are Ulul Azam. Those with the greatest resolve and the greatest conviction. And they are Nabi Nuh alayhi salam, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, Nabi Isa alayhi salam, and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. In English, we would say Noah and Abraham and Moses and Jesus and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. And out of those five, the greatest messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is number one? We say with this verse, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam is khayri man qad wahada. And may the salutations and the peace be continuously on the Prophet, the best of those who affirmed his oneness. And we come back to the verse. So Allah says, so if he comes, you must believe in him and you must aid him. Then Allah SWT said, Do you confirm this? Do you agree to this covenant? He's speaking to the Prophets. Do you confirm this? Do you agree to this? And do you take this covenant? They said, we all agree to this covenant. Then Allah said, فَشْهَدُوا Pay witness. And I am with you of those who bear witness. So he is saying, bear witness to the greatness of Muhammad to the fact that he is the best of those who have expressed my oneness and I am with you of those who bear witness to that mm. so in terms of the prophets of Allah Allah says we don't differentiate between any of them in other words we accept all of them from Adam from Adam all the way to Muhammad May the peace and blessings and salutations of Allah be upon all the prophets of Allah. But in terms of rank, the prophets, then the messengers, then Ulul Azam, and the best of those who have expressed that divine unity, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, salawatu rabbi wassalamu On that note, we break for Azam. When we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. The Voice of Madrasa on A.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time definitely does fly when you're having fun. It's the last few minutes of our segment with Sheikh Riyad Wolves in studio, and we are speaking on our topic being this afternoon for Tuesday, Akidatul Awam. And she has been speaking a little bit just before the ad break. She has been speaking on a very important matter as well as looking at the five prophets of uh, our time uh, of the time before us as well as looking at how they were in terms of who the greatest one were and how they were chosen as well but for now we're going to be handing back over to sheikh inshallah which sheikh is going to be concluding with the segment sheikh tafatul bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala ama ba'd yes sister yasmin and respected listeners of the voice of the cape in our madrasa on air I imagine it as a, a virtual madrasa out there That inshallah ta'ala through the grace and mercy of Allah That we should all be learning something Starting with myself And that the more that we learn The more we realize how little we know mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must grant us ikhlas Allah must grant us sincerity And that whatever we are learning we must use To draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to benefit others ta'ala. So just before the break we were speaking about How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he indeed has made our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu that he is the best of those who have ever expressed the Tawheed. And in terms of the nature of the Anbiya, the terms of the nature of the of the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without going into uh, any detail as we are going to be doing that in Anubuwat, in the section on Prophethood. But just to know that a Nabi or a Prophet is defined as a free male human being of the sons of Adam who was by nature free from all qualities of aversion and who was given revelation of law on which to base his actions upon even though not commanded to convey it to others. Only if he is commanded then he becomes a Rasul. So every Nabi receives revelation, he is a male, he is free, Allah has never sent slaves as prophets and he has never sent women as prophets. And that doesn't mean that it makes women anything less than men. No, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, based on the attributes that he has given men, that they are the ones that are better qualified in terms of that station of leadership and of conveying that message and confronting all the great challenges that were put before the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Anbiya, which is the chapter of the prophets, Verse number 7 and verse number 8 وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا قَبَلَكَ إِلَّا رِجَالًا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِمْ فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ وَمَا جَعَلْنَاهُمْ جَسَدًا لَا يَأْكُلُونَ طَعَامٌ وَمَا كَانُوا خَالِدِينَ And we did, not, we did not send before thee, O Muhammad وسلم, except men to whom we revealed. Ask those who know if you don't know. And we didn't make them bodies that didn't eat food, nor did we make them immortal. Yes. We do not worship anything or anyone but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the prophets and messengers, they were just given the task of giving over a message and being an example to follow in terms of how to submit and to surrender to the one almighty unseen creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah we're going to leave it there for now in terms of the attributes of, of the prophets, of the nature of the prophets and messengers. We will go in that in more detail when we get to the section on prophethood. But I want to just end inshallah ta'ala with the last line, وَآلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَمَنْ تَابِعِ 
Sabila dinil haqqi ghayra mubtadi' And then our Nadim, our poet, he says, and on his family and his companions and those who follow the path of the true religion without innovation. And here, Mubtadya, in other words, inventing something into Islam which is not of Islam. If it's based on Islam, if it's based on the Quran, if it's based on the Sunnah, then it can be considered to be something that is good. And we can look at that. There's a whole, mashallah, an excellent book. Qawaid al-Ahkam fi Masalih al-Anam. Izzuddin ibn Abdul Salam, one of the great uh, scholars of Islam, he wrote this book where he explains exactly the difference between that which is bid'ah shar'an and bid'ah lughatan. Between that which is legally an innovation in the deen and that which is only an innovation in terms of the linguistic usage of the word. But that inshallah ta'ala we can look in another place at another time. Inshallah at Voice of the Cape, but inshallah at another time be Ithnilay Ta'ala. So for now, just to look at wa alihi wa sahbihi and on his family. Who's the family of the Prophet? The, the family of the Prophet, we're speaking about number one, those who believed from his family. According to Al-Imam Shafi'i, it is Bani Hashim and Bani Muttalib. And Hashim and Muttalib and Abdul Shams were the three sons of Atiqa and Abdul Manaf. Abdul Manaf, who is the great-grandfather of our beloved Prophet Muhammad So Hashim and Muttalib, Al-Imam Shafi, he is of the opinion that of the family of our beloved Prophet are Bani Hashim and Bani Al-Muttalib. Then there is opinion that it's just Bani Hashim, and then there is opinion that it is that the Al-Bayt, that the family of the Prophet in the general sense is Kullu Taqi is every person that is conscious and mindful of Allah in their daily lives. Like Salman, Salman min al-bayt. The Prophet said that Salman al-Farisi was a complete stranger, came from, from Persia, he was a Zoroastrian, became a Christian from Christianity, he embraced Islam. The Prophet said, Salman min al-bayt. Salman is of us, of the family of the Prophet So in the general sense, the family of the Prophet kullu taqi is every conscious and mindful Muslim. But in the more technical sense, it is the believers from, from Bani Hashim, according to Al-Imam Shafi, and from Bani Muttalib. And again, inshallah, we can go into more detail at a later stage. وَآلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَمَنْ تَبِعْ Sahbihi will be the Sahaba. A Sahabi is somebody that has met the Prophet ﷺ, believed in Islam and died on that belief. If he believed in the time of the Prophet, but didn't meet him, we call him a Mukhadram. Mukhadram. Like the negus of Abyssinia, Najashi, he embraced Islam in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, but he never met, he never saw the Prophet ﷺ. I didn't say see because it could be a blind person that meets the Prophet ﷺ, he's considered to be a Sahabi. So seeing him is not a necessity, but meeting him, he must have met the Prophet ﷺ, believed in Islam and died on that belief. Then he's a Sahabi. May Allah SWT be pleased. With all the com illustrious companions of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Allah is pleased with them and they were pleased with what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala put out for them. Means and those who follow. And on his family, the salutations 
and peace and in his companions and those who follow the path. So the Tabi'een, the Tabi Tabi'een, وَمَن تَبِعَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ إِلَى يَوْمِ الدِّينَ So that includes the Tabi'een, those who met the companions, believed in Islam and died on that faith. Those that followed the Tabi'een, those that met the Tabi'een, believed in Islam and died on that, on that belief. And those who follow them until, until the last day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of them. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Ghayru mubtadi' without any innovation. In the legal sense, man ahtatha fi amrina ma laysa minhu fawaran. Whoever brings anything into this religion which is not of it, then it is rejected. And inshallah ta'ala, uh, looking forward to being with you again. I leave you in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. Anything that I have said of benefit on this program is from Allah, and any mistake is from myself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and, and guide us all. I leave you in his protection. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.